Hello and welcome once again to the Sprinter Podcast. I'm Seamus Byrne, the podcast producer for Intermedia, and I'm joined, of course, by the editor of Sprinter, Hafiza Osman. Fizz, how are you? I'm good, Seamus. How are you? Yeah, doing really, really well. Excited that I can feel the scent of the summer right in front of us. It's exciting times, but it's always great, of course, to catch up with really fascinating people from around the industry. Who have we got this week? It sure is. On today's show, we have Curse ANZ Managing Director, Stephen Pratt. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Fizz. Thank you very much for inviting me today. So Curse has been committed to sustainability for over 25 years. Why is it now that this conversation needs a spotlight on it? It's an interesting way to start. I, I think uh, last week I was at a, an industry luncheon with the Deputy Governor of the Reserve Bank, Guy DeBell, and he was talking about the government's policies with regard to our environmental and sustainable commitments, and he spoke about the concept of 50 shades of green. I think that tells us all we need to know right at the start here, and that is that there is just such an overwhelming amount of information out there with regard to recyclability, sustainable claims of sustainability, claims of being able to recycle product, etc., etc. I felt it was time that uh, we had the chance and actually spoke to some of the brands who are facing these great challenges in trying to shape their identities for the future. To be successful in the future, they're going to have to be credible in the closed loop or circular economy. And I think that's where we want to talk about. And there seems to be a number of misconceptions out there surrounding hot stamping and coal transfer decoration. Let's go through a few of them. The first misconception is that large amount of foils is transferred onto the substrate during the hot stamping or coal transfer process. Yeah, that's right. There is a, a misconception there. And I think that comes down to people thinking about the process. They seem to think that it's a lamination process and therefore there's lamination and large amounts of foil being transferred across when actually that's not quite true at all. During the glossy metallic surface decorations, the hot foil or cold transfer process, we don't actually laminate or transfer anything other than a motif. The decoration that has been designed by the designer is sent across and that sits on the product and the rest of the unused portion is taken away. And in terms of metal, we use pure aluminium and very, 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 very little is transferred across onto the product. How little, you might ask? The layer, the thickness of the layer of the aluminium that is typically transferred is around one six thousandth. That's one six thousandth of the thickness of a human hair. It's incredibly small. To put it in another way, if we think about something that you might see around your house, maybe an, an aluminium coffee pod, the amount of aluminium that's used in one single aluminium coffee pod, we could successfully decorate 1,400 10 centimetre by 10 centimetre boxes using that amount of aluminium. So it's incredibly tiny. Amazing. So you're still putting decoration on the packaging that has some metal in it. Will that affect the recyclability? Yeah, this is a really interesting point. If the product was recyclable, in other words, it was um, a paper-based label, for instance, or a, a board-based package that is recyclable before you decorate it, with transfer coatings, then it will remain recyclable. We did some testing in Germany and got some certification to say that with up to a 70% coating, that's full metallic coating, 
that you would still be able to have it pass through the recycling process. Because when you put something out in your waste, it goes through a recycling process where it's sorted. And then if it's recyclable board or paper, it goes into one bin and then it is processed and they try to reutilize the fiber. Well, when we transfer, what we transfer is just a little bit, very small amount of pure aluminium, but also some inks. The inks are, are the color that you see in there. And our products are de-inkable. They're certified as de-inkable. So at the end of the day, the fibers that are being that will come out of the process can then be reutilized to create some recycled board or paper. Hot stamping and coal transfer use dangerous solvents and are hazardous to workers and the environment as well. Is this a misconception? I wouldn't say it's a total misconception because we do use solvents in the manufacturing process. But the part about hazardous solvents is a misconception. I feel like I'm on Mythbusters here with you, Fizz, because... We're in control of our own supply chain because we're the largest manufacturer of transfer coatings globally. And because of that, we're able to control what comes in and out of our factories. And we work to the REACH, REACH agreement, essentially means it's the registration, evaluation and authorization of chemicals. What does it mean for our customers? It means that we need to guarantee that anything that we manufacture or put out into the market is using substances that will not negatively impact on human health or the environment. So essentially they're safe to use. And in the application of our transfer coatings, it's a dry process, hot stamping, you require heat and pressure. Cold transfer, of course, is no heat. It's There is a glue applied and then pressure to take the, um, uh, the transfer coating on. And where there's no glue, the uh, transfer coating runs away and, and only the motive is left on the product. So there are no hazardous areas of the application either. It's a, a safe process, really. Mm. And so why do these misconceptions need to be addressed? As I sort of alluded to in my Fifty Shades of Green comment earlier, there is such a lot of information out there and it's difficult. I, you know, if I put myself in the shoes of brand owner or a designer, they have to absorb such a, an incredible amount of information. If I'm a designer and the brand owner comes to me and says, I'd like to um, decorate using my product using a, uh, a hot stamping transfer, is this going to be affect my recyclability? Is it a sustainably managed product? Are there any hazards attached to it? Then you need to have the correct information there. And, and I think it's just trying to give people the right information. Let them know that, you know, I can only talk from my perspective at Kurtz when I say that, you know, Kurtz is the international benchmark for sustainable production of thin film transfer coatings, because that's where we're at. We see this as, as being essential to our future as a business. We need to be sustainable and we need to ensure that our products can be recycled and we need to fit into a circular economy. And where does Kurz stand in the entire sustainability discussion? I think the place to start is, is that at Kurt sustainability is more than just a word. It's reflected in our corporate values and our mission statement and company-wide in our products and processes. I think that's a really strong place to start. And it shows the reflects the values of our owners and we're a family-owned business. Sure, we've got more than four and a half thousand employees and we're global, but we're still a family-owned business and the family values are that they want us to be carbon neutral and in future to be able to work in the circular economy. And that's what we're working towards at the moment. 
that's sort of where we sit. We don't just make these statements. The things that we're doing, we're actually getting third-party accreditation for so that we're ordered to ensure that, you know, we are meeting our obligations under environmental management, ISO 14001, and also for sustainable energy management, which is ISO 50001. We're not just making statements, we're actually backing them up and allowing ourselves to be audited on our performance here to ensure that we do meet those standards moving forward. And what are some of Curse's products that has a sustainability focus to it? I think one good one to talk about is Ecofin S. It was released right at the end of 2020 and it, it sort of got lost with COVID coming out. We normally launch a product and then take it around to customers and allow them to trial it and see for themselves. But in this particular case, it got a little bit lost. So we'll, we'll talk a bit more about it, I dare say, at the start of next year. The exciting thing about Ecofin S is, is that it uses a thinner PET carrier. And I talked before about the circular economy, and I will come back to it later in our discussion, but the PET carrier and the unused portion of the transfer coding is currently going, in Australia, it goes into waste. It goes out into waste and landfill. So I'll come back to that. We normally have a 12 micron carrier on our transfer films. Ecofinesse has a 10 micron. It doesn't sound a lot, 10 to 12 micron, but what does it mean? It means that we can get more decoration on a, a single roll of the same diameter than previous, which means that in a hot stamping process where you're using heat and pressure, you require less energy because there is a thinner coating, so you don't need as much heat, which means less energy. You get more on the roll itself, so you don't have the number of changeovers, so you get less waste, and again, less energy being wasted there. So there are a number of environmental reasons why this is a great product and it's also a bit cheaper than our standard m-series products so i think there's a few things that are really nice when i talk about that another would be our, our cold transfer sheep fed cold transfer products where we're also have been trialing recently some less than 10 micron carrier to see what the effect is in the market we've got some customers trialing that at the moment and we're likely to roll that out in this coming year so there are a number of products there that we're really focusing on trying to reduce wastage and, and reduce the energy required to decorate the products or labels. Mm, excellent. And what are some key trends within the sustainable packaging space? I think everybody's sort of heading towards this circular economy. And, you know, if I just talk about Kurtz for just a moment, really pleased that, that recently we announced a breakthrough, a major breakthrough, really, in trying to close that loop in as much as that they've developed a project called RICO or they've developed a process called RICOSYS. They've rolled out in Germany at the moment and what it does, it is a system for collecting the waste PET carrier with any unused portions of the transfer coating on it. It goes back to our factory in Germany where it is stripped, processed and turned into some pellets which we call RICO pound, which is a recyclable compound and these pallets we're then able to, to supply to people in the injection molding industry as a recycled raw product for them. So instead of going and buying raw plastic to create injection molded product in their factories, they can buy a recycled product and manufacture recycled plastic products, which can still be decorated with transfer coatings in the process if they wish the end of their life, they can go back into the process and be recycled again. So this is really exciting. It's early days. They're doing it, I think, within about a, a 500 kilometre radius of Furt, which is just outside of Nuremberg in Bavaria in Germany. 
you've always got to take a first step and this is our first step there. I can see that this is the company trying to fulfill its obligation and its goals of operating in a circular economy for our own product. So I think that's the first thing I'd say. Then secondly, in the broader context, I'm actually proud of what I've seen in in our industry and the way that printers, designers, brand owners, converters have all gotten on board. And if you look at some of the changes that we're seeing in packaging, especially in food in particular, we're seeing a high level of innovation there and plastics coming out or recyclables being introduced into the market space. And I think we as an industry are are leading where government are heading in this particular case. And if we wait for government to fix the problem, it'll never get fixed. So I think it's up to people individually to make their own decisions and do the right thing and for businesses to reflect that and do the right thing as well. And if you had to look into your crystal globe, what are some of your predictions for the sustainable packaging space in the coming years? I can honestly say that the market for transfer decoration is not going anywhere soon. It's still there. We're seeing an increase in in the number of applications. We're seeing an increase in in um, number of new products that are wanting to be decorated with metallized transfer coatings on them. This just reflects, I think, the fact that people are moving towards more individual or shared brands. And so long runs of a product are less and more runs of smaller produced bespoke products are more. And with that, we're seeing different requirements and different applications being required for either hot stamping or cold transfer decoration. So I think that's the first point I'd make. Secondly, there is no doubt that people who do not find sustainable solutions for their manufacturing or their products in future will have a limited opportunity and a limited market. It is the big global challenge that we're all facing. This is no news to anybody that's listening to this podcast. I'm not trying to be Nostradamus here, but I'm just stating the obvious. And and that is, is that we all need to take heed of what's going on and do something about it. And as manufacturers and converters and, and the industry, we have to try and lead wherever we can. And how should players in the printing and packaging space navigate or prepare themselves for this future? Education. It's being open, listening to ideas. That's why I'm here today. You know, I'm really just trying to educate people, give them good information, fact-based information that they can utilise. It's being open to ideas. It's not expecting to do the same thing tomorrow as what I did today. The printing industry didn't change very much for a very long time. And then all of a sudden we had digital presses come into place. And in the space of a decade, the market changed dramatically. And now we're seeing digital finishing coming through and we're seeing the market shift again. And now we've just got another trend in sustainability that we need to adapt to and people will adapt or die, as is always the case. Stephen, it was great to hear about Kurtz's commitment to sustainability and busting those misconceptions, kind of put things in better perspective for our listeners. Thank you for joining us on the show today. It's a pleasure, Fizz. I really enjoyed it. And All I can say is that um, people who are wanting to make a difference, they can specify Kurtz and they know where and what our values and standards are. So thanks again, Afiz. I really appreciate the opportunity and um, all the best to those that are listening today. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Yes, it was really fascinating stuff there from Stephen. And of course, Hafiza, you should also remind everybody where they can keep up with all the latest from Sprinter. Yep. For everything printing related, visit www.sprinter.com.au. 
there's also a subscribe button and a twice weekly newsletter. Excellent. And of course, we'll be back real soon with more from the Sprinter podcast. Thank you. Bye.